Why is Randy Orton considered one of the greatest WrestleMania performers and WWE superstars of all time? You're about to find out. What's up, everybody? My name is Fred Ricciani. This is TSC News, your home for pro wrestling news updates, reviews, interviews, and everything in between. If you're new here, please consider subscribing. We're presenting you guys with a special mini-series just in time for WrestleMania season, Greatest WWE Superstars in WrestleMania History. And we decided for the very first episode, I know there's so many legends to choose from, some obvious ones, some not-so-obvious ones, and I decided to pluck out the sort-of-not-so-obvious one, the Viper, Randy Orton, who at the time I'm recording this right now, recently won the United States Championship and became just the 10th Grand Slam champion in WWE history. And he's been around for so long, he's had some great matches, he's had some really bad matches, he's had some that were just kind of there in the middle, and I think sometimes we forget just how much Randy Orton has accomplished. But let's go all the way back to his very first WrestleMania appearance in 2004, WrestleMania 20. He teamed up with Evolution, Batista, and Nature Boy Ric Flair. He came into this match as the Intercontinental Champion, and he defeated Mick Foley and The Rock, the Rock and Sock connection in the middle of the ring. You might be saying to yourself, well, yeah, Fred, but it was a three-on-two handicap match. Yes, but at the time, we didn't see handicap matches almost every freaking week or every couple weeks like we do now. And at the time, they truly built up Randy Orton as a rising star. With all due respect to Roman Reigns, who I think is great, one of the reasons he hasn't gotten to the level of guys like Cena and Orton when he was at his hottest, I mean, maybe maybe he's gotten to the level of Orton when he was at his hottest. I, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. But the reason he hasn't really caught on is because his push wasn't really that organic. The Shield was organic. He was well-protected. And then once they broke up, they just said, hey, Let's push him. Let's put him in all these big matches, and he'll just get over. And that didn't really happen. Whereas Randy Orton, they gradually built him up. They put him in matches with the likes of Chris Jericho, Mick Foley, who really made him and emphasized his, his toughness. He had Evolution on his side with Triple H, who was the world champion for most of that time period. He had the Nature Boy Ric Flair. He had Batista as his muscle, who also obviously became a huge star in his own right. And I really feel like back in that era, between Orton... Batista, John Cena, and you can even throw in Brock Lesnar there in that era. Those are like the last four guys that WWE gradually built up to become stars. Now, Lesnar had a much faster rise uh, than the other three guys. But still, they gradually built them up. They put them in situations that made them look good. And that's probably my biggest complaint about WWE present day. They don't put their talent in enough situations where they look good. I mean, Braun Strowman to an extent, but... As far as Roman Reigns or even Seth Rollins, when he had his title reign, not so much. But here, they made Randy Orton look like a million bucks. He was the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion at the time since The Rock back in 97-98, which tells you how much they, they viewed him in such high esteem and, and still do to this day. And he actually ended up getting the pin on Mick Foley. This was a, a pretty good little match here. Made Randy Orton look good, gave him the rub, and he'd go on a month later to actually pin Mick Foley in a hardcore match to retain the Intercontinental Championship, which still may stand as arguably his greatest match in his career, which is saying something because he's had a lot of great matches. WrestleMania 21, he helped kickstart a trend for The Undertaker. A lot of people think of The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak as, wow, this mythical thing. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's whatever. They've protected it so well. They protected it so well before Brock Lesnar beat him. But the reality is, I don't even think they realized that the streak was a thing 
until maybe the early mid 2000s. I mean, perhaps after he beat Triple H at WrestleMania 17, but that was around the time I recall, you know, going around on like the message boards and the wrestling websites that Triple H was rumored to actually beat the Undertaker. Can you imagine how how crazy the history would have been if Undertaker lost to Triple H back then? Well, fast forward to WrestleMania 21. This was the Second WrestleMania for The Undertaker being back in his dead man gimmick. He had come back as a dead man at WrestleMania 20 after being buried alive by Kane. And I got to say, well, I think the Triple H match was pretty damn good back in 2001, WrestleMania 17. For the most part, Undertaker did not have any great WrestleMania matches. Depending on what area you grew up in, maybe you, you thought Kane versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 14 was awesome. I did as a little kid. I don't know if that match has aged as well. But if there's one match that's aged pretty well, that back then and now holds up as a damn good WrestleMania match. It's Randy Orton versus The Undertaker. Now, the feud ended up spiraling out of control with all these campy segments months after the fact. But this was an awesome match that saw Randy Orton in his full Legend Killer mode nearly dethrone The Undertaker's streak, but no avail. He ended up getting tombstoned, got, got the pinfall loss, but hey, it was an awesome match, and it showed that despite all the personal issues Randy Orton had, whether it be with drugs or people backstage or whatever, that when this dude is on, whew, he is on. Let's go to WrestleMania 22. He had a great little match. I say great little match because it just wasn't long enough to be like an all-time classic. Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle for the World Heavyweight Championship. This was an excellent encounter that saw Randy Orton do the honors for Rey Mysterio, put him over in the middle of the ring, giving Rey Mysterio his first historic world title victory. Randy Orton did his part here. Like I said, I wish, I wish this match got more time. This was around the era when SmackDown matches, uh, for whatever reason, probably because you know it's still looked at as the B show, uh, weren't getting enough time at WrestleMania cards. I mean, I recall back even in 2005, WrestleMania 21. Yeah, they did a great job of putting over John Cena in dominant fashion, but that match that he had with JBL when he won his first WWE title, that was just kind of a match. It was really just a TV main event put on a WrestleMania card. Uh, they ended up having a, good, a great match afterwards at Judgment Day 05, but they got shortchanged at WrestleMania. And same thing with WrestleMania 22 with Orton, Angle, and Ray. It was great while it lasted, but it just did not last long enough. WrestleMania 23, I think one of the more underrated WrestleMania cards Featured a Money in the Bank ladder match with so many guys. Ken Kennedy ended up getting the win. Yes, that Ken Kennedy. Yeah, wrestling was weird back in 2007. But Randy Orton was the man here. He unleashed hell. He RKO's on everybody in sight, including CM Punk, Mr. Anderson, Kennedy, whatever you want to call him. And RKO off the ladder. I mean, this was awesome. And it set up Randy Orton versus Edge the following night on Raw, which is one of the all-time classic Raw TV matches itself. And then... We had maybe his crowning achievement from a kayfabe storyline standpoint in terms of WrestleMania. WrestleMania 2008, WrestleMania 24, he took on Triple H and John Cena in a triple threat match for his WWE Championship. He came into the match as champion, and he came out of the match as champion, winning with his trademark punt kick. And it was truly the age of Randy Orton. 2009, he had his first true WrestleMania main event as in the very last match and what, what what do you want me to say? What 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 do you want me to what do you want me to say? I mean I'm looking here at the reviews for this match. It was just absolutely positively dreadful. It was it was a ma and this is something where 
it's kind of a classic case of Orton's career. A lot of people give him a bad rap and everything, but I think sometimes storylines just do him no favors, and you guys will hear why. But he lost to Triple H here in a singles match for the WWE title, right? Get the stipulations here. If Triple H had been counted out or disqualified, he would have lost the title. Keep in mind, this was more or less a blood feud after Randy Orton took out Triple H's father-in-law, Vince McMahon, his brother-in-law, Shane McMahon, and his wife, Stephanie McMahon. And yet somehow it devolved into some campy skits, including Triple H destroying Randy Orton in his house where cameras were magically on the scene like an OJ Bronco car chase. And, and I don't even think that woman was Randy Orton's wife. Actually, no, she definitely wasn't Randy Orton's wife. It was a paid actress that Triple H scared out of the house. And this led to WrestleMania, and you're thinking, oh, man, this has got to be like an all-time great brawl, right? you got two great workers. It's WrestleMania. They've got plenty of time to kick ass. And instead, it was like a sledgehammer shot that the referee didn't see, a pedigree, and that was it. That was it. Okay. That was just weird. Very weird. Then next year, WrestleMania 26, 2010, Randy Orton defeated Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes, his former legacy stablemates, in a triple threat match. Not that great. He ended up destroying both guys, sending them packing for a while. I thought this really defeated the purpose of supposedly putting over Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase, and quite frankly, they never recovered. And I, Again, I don't blame that on Orton as, as much as just bad creative all around. At WrestleMania 27 in 2011, CM Punk and Randy Orton had a damn good match. Randy Orton ended up getting the win with RKO out of nowhere. I thought this match was a little overrated at the time. I thought it was a little predictable as far as how Randy Orton set up that RKO. But looking back at this card, which was pretty damn brutal, he had a, a decent opening match with Edge versus Alberto Del Rio, which turned out to be Edge's final singles match. He had a nice match with Rhodes, uh, defeating, Cody Rhodes defeating Rey Mysterio, being put over in the middle of the ring. You had a great Triple H and, and Undertaker match. And you had a nice little showcase with John Morrison, Trish Stratus, and Snooki of Jersey Shore fame defeating Dolph Ziggler and Lay Cool. But for the most part, I remember this card being just like a giant Raw that would never end with the horrible anonymous GM and everything. So if you do want to torture yourself and watch this whole card as opposed to a couple of the highlights like Taker and Triple H, uh, definitely go out of your way to watch Orton versus Punk. Uh, this was This was awesome. Feud wasn't so awesome because Orton just systematically destroyed the new Nexus stable that had protected Punk leading up to this. But match itself was good. See a theme here? Randy Orton consistently has good to great matches, but the storyline surrounding these matches, not so hot. The next year, WrestleMania 28 in Orlando, Florida. This has to be the low point of Randy Orton's WrestleMania career. Well, yeah, it might. <laughs> it just might be. Kane defeated Randy Orton. Need I say more? WrestleMania 29, we, which I was at in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, pretty good little six-man tag match. The Shield in their WrestleMania debuts defeated Big Show, Sheamus, and Randy Orton. I wouldn't say it was that spectacular compared to other Shield pay-per-view matches. Uh, I, I felt like that whole pay-per-view in general wasn't that great outside of CM Punk versus uh, The Undertaker. But, you know, decent effort by Orton. And then maybe, just maybe, the one of the best matches of not only of Randy Orton's career, uh, one of the best matches in WrestleMania history. Randy Orton in the main event slot, the true main event slot of WrestleMania, absolutely positively redeemed himself here. Him and Batista lost to Daniel Bryan when Daniel Bryan tapped out Batista in a triple threat match to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Randy Orton had come into this event as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. 
Also kind of like the centerpiece of the authority led by Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, and Corporate Kane. I was not a fan of how, of how Orton was booked around this time from late 2013 leading up to here. For those that don't know, he lost a lot of non-title matches leading up to this, including against the Daniel Bryan on, on TV a few weeks before then, which was just bizarre as hell. But him, Dave Batista, Daniel Bryan, they all proved to be A-plus players and brought an A-plus effort. One of the all-time great matches in WWE history, maybe in wrestling history. I just absolutely loved everything about this match. I can't say enough nice things. Randy Orton absolutely held his end of the bargain. He was just spectacular here, uh, a great heel. We fast forward to 2015, WrestleMania 31. Randy Orton has an excellent match with Seth Rollins. Maybe the best match of the night as, as far as bell to bell. I mean, you can make the argument the main event when Seth Rollins cashed in on Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. That was great all around. But as far as bell to bell, I think Orton versus Rollins was the best match. And it featured a great spot where Seth went for the curb stomp. Randy was able to kind of like lift him up in the air as he was going for a stomp and then hit an RKO. Just, just great stuff. Great stuff. WrestleMania 32, believe it or not, if you go online and you look up the name of Randy Orton, he was not on this card because he was injured. A rare WrestleMania absence for Randy Orton. But have no fear, he had a chance to redeem himself at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, Florida, when he took on Bray Wyatt. And Randy Orton would go on to defeat Bray Wyatt for the WWE Championships. That's the good news. The bad news is, this might have been the worst WWE Championship match in the history of WrestleMania, and that includes John Cena versus JBL, which wasn't bad, but like I said earlier, you know, earlier it was more of just like a, a SmackDown TV match. And this might have been worse than Miz versus John Cena at WrestleMania 27, which was, to be fair to them, hampered by the fact that Miz got concussed early in the match. It wasn't laid out very well, and uh, you know The Rock interfered and. and allowed Miz to get the win but at least at least that featured a career-defining win for the Miz and at least that match set up two straight years of gigantic money-making matches with The Rock and John Cena whereas this Orton Wyatt matchup set up a horrendous house of horrors match followed by Randy Orton putting over Jinder Mahal and then putting him over again and again and again including in a Punjabi prison match now this was this was rumored to be a thank you title win for randy orton after he volunteered to get his head caved in by brock lesnar at SummerSlam 2016 when brock lesnar errantly hit him with an elbow busted him open the hard way and randy orton who's got a history of concussions well suffered another concussion this match was most infamous for bray wyatt having holograms in the match meaning or, or, or projections, whatever. Pretend the ring canvas was a projection screen. There were maggots, ants. I don't even remember what else. I've blocked the match out of my memory, but it was just, it was horrendous, and Randy Orton just got the win. That's it. Just got the win. Randy Orton, leading up to this match, burned Sister Abigail's grave and her home to the ground. And Bray Wyatt responded in such violent fashion by projecting holograms. Bray Wyatt is the worst, part 65. So Randy Orton got the win here. And now it leads us to present day. At the time I'm recording this, we're just a few weeks away from WrestleMania 34. Randy Orton, the current United States champion, going into WrestleMania to likely wrestle Bobby Roode 
and Jinder Mahal in a triple threat match that had to be booked from hell. Now, granted, Orton versus Rude when Orton won the title turned out to actually be really good, even though I thought it was going to be really boring on paper. So this could be a great match. I don't know. On, on paper, I think they're going to have their work cut out for them. But overall, I think after you watch this video, I think after you listen to all these accomplishments I listed of Randy Orton at WrestleMania, most notably WrestleMania 20, pinning McFoley in the match against the Rock and Sock Connection. WrestleMania 21, giving Undertaker a hell of a match. WrestleMania 22, doing the honors for Rey Mysterio in a fast-paced triple threat match for the world title. WrestleMania 23, a great Money in the Bank ladder match, even though Mr. Kennedy won. WrestleMania 24, a damn good triple threat match with Triple H and John Cena where he won clean in the middle of the ring. WrestleMania 31, the badass RKO on Seth Rollins and arguably the best match of the night. And of course, my personal favorite Randy Orton moment at WrestleMania, the triple threat match at WrestleMania 30 with Orton, Batista, and Bryan. But I would love to hear from all of you. What do you think about Randy Orton's WrestleMania credentials? Do you think that he belongs in the conversation of greatest WWE superstars in WrestleMania history? Let me know. Leave a comment below. If you'd like to see anybody else profiled in this mini-series leading up to WrestleMania, please, by all means, drop me a line. I'd love to get your feedback. And if you enjoyed this video, please click the like button. Please share this with all your friends. Please don't forget to subscribe for more in-depth profile videos as well as interviews you won't find anywhere else and until next time everybody as always i'm gonna go hide before i get an rko out of nowhere as always everybody enjoy the matches